0: Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think with them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. I've said it a few times before and I'll say it again today. Sometimes it's hard for me, at least, to say... Praise to you, Lord Christ, when we hear some parts of the gospel of the Lord. Likewise, every now and again I find myself struggling to say thanks be to God after hearing the reader say the word of the Lord. Some of our readings can be difficult. I'm envious from time to time of other churches that have long center aisles. Think of the long aisle at the Washington National Cathedral, for instance. The reason that I'm occasionally envious of those aisles is because After the gospel lesson is read, the acolytes and the crucifer and the person carrying the gospel book, they get to disappear into some unseen place far away from the congregation. Every now and again, I really just want to disappear after some of our gospel readings. Today is one of those days, but I don't have anywhere to go. I can't hide anywhere at St. John's Church. We're in the seventh chapter of Mark's Gospel account this morning, and we're hearing two two different healing stories, the healing of a Syrophoenician woman's daughter, and then the healing of a deaf man with a speech impediment. I want to spend most of my time talking about the first story because I think it's the more challenging of the two stories, and it's more challenging because Jesus is downright rude. It's not the Jesus, meek and mild, that most of us know from our children's Bible. Today, we encounter a Jesus who is nasty and tired. Jesus, the text says, is, is trying to get away. He's going into a new territory because he doesn't want to be known. Remember what's just happened right before this story for today in, in Mark chapter 6. This is, this is what happened, just to recap. Jesus has been rejected in his hometown after he was found preaching in the synagogue. His forerunner in the faith, John the Baptist, has been killed by King Herod. He's fed 5,000 people, a story that we heard from John's gospel account a few uh, about a month ago. He's walked on water, and he's healed many sick people. They just keep bringing the sick out to him in droves and in Gennesaret. Last week, we heard what happens right before our story today in the early part of Mark chapter 7. Jesus gets into this long back-and-forth argument with the Pharisees, one of the group of Jewish religious leaders, and he's, he gets into this arguing about, argument about cleanness and, and the tradition of the elders. So today Jesus Jesus is trying to get away from all of that, and so he goes to a, a town where he will be unknown. He goes to Tyre and then to Sidon in the coastal region of Syria. Mark says that when he gets to Tyre, he enters a house and he tries just to just to blend into the curtains as he doesn't want to be recognized. In the house, we're told there's also an unnamed woman, a Syrophoenician woman with a a young daughter who is being tormented by some sort of unclean spirit. And and this woman somehow recognizes who Jesus is. She falls down at his feet and she begs him, she begs Jesus to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus responds not with kindness, but he responds by calling her a dog. It's a harsh slur that he hurls at her, one that was certainly common in that day and time, but it it stings no less, and I think actually stings even more, coming out of the mouth of the Son of God. But she doesn't back down. She persists in her appeal to the Son of God. Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And I'm, I'm guessing at this point Jesus is taken aback. He hears, he hears this response, he hears her say this to him, and he, he grants her request. The daughter is healed. Barbara Brown Taylor says that this story reminds her of the the game that kids play where they stare each other into into each other's eyes, each trying to make the other person blink first. She says that Jesus all but claps his hands in the woman's face, but she doesn't blink. He blinks first. His anger dissolves and something, she says, something in him is rearranged and changed forever. Something in Jesus is rearranged and changed forever by an unexpected person in a foreign land, now, there have been a lot of commentaries written on this passage, lots of biblical scholars who have tried to figure out what's going on here. Some interpreters say that maybe this was just the human side of Jesus coming out. Jesus is, the church has always said, both fully human and fully divine, and so the, the human side, that human side of Jesus was just lashing out in this story. Others, others say, and it's closely connected to that, to that first one, that, that as the text points out, Jesus was just, he was just really tired. He was exhausted. He was seeking some rest, some anonymity. And when he he doesn't find that rest, when he doesn't find that anonymity, he starts to spout the racism of his day. And still others say that maybe Jesus, maybe he was just testing this woman. He wanted to see if she recognized her own worthiness. And so when she responds, even, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumb, this is how Jesus knows that she has passed the test. These are all com- common interpretations, and there are lots of others. And, and I think maybe there is some bits of truth in all of them. But what if the, the explanation, what if the reason for all of this is just as simple and, and as powerful as this? What if that it's Jesus's heart is opened there's a theme that seems to be running throughout our appointed readings for today, and it's it's one of, of being opened. It's one of opening. The prophet Isaiah writes about a time when the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. In our, our psalm for today, Psalm 146, we hear that it is the Lord God who executes justice, who gives food to the hungry, and who opens the eyes of the blind. That's what the choir sang a few minutes ago. And then in the final part of our Gospel reading from today, Mark tells us of Jesus placing his fingers in the deaf man's ear and commanding that they be open. Could it be Could it be that the tenacity and the vulnerability of this woman of great faith opens Jesus up? He goes into Tyre and Sidon with preconceived notions of the other, they are dogs, and he leaves with his entire worldview blown open. He leaves with a, a greater sense of purpose, a fuller understanding of his calling to bring good news not just, not just to some of the world, but to all of the world. One of my favorite writers and speakers in recent years is the social scientist and researcher Brene Brown. She's written a great deal about shame and vulnerability, and she says this about shame. She says that shame is what makes us disconnect from others. Shame tells us that we are unworthy. Shame causes us to say to ourselves, who do you think you are? Shame, Brown says, is what tries to tell us that we aren't good enough, that we are bad, and that we just don't matter. We can shame ourselves, but more often than not, we can be shamed by other people. She says that vulnerability, on the other hand, is to let ourselves be seen. It's to believe that we are enough, that we are worthy, to believe that we matter. To be vulnerable, Brown says, is to be true to who we are, and unless And until we are willing to be vulnerable, then we will never be able to adapt or to grow or to change ourselves or the world. We, each one of us, have to choose to be vulnerable, Brown says. To be vulnerable is to be courageous. And we get a a powerful example of vulnerability in the Syrophoenician woman. She steps up. She doesn't let shame or hostility hold her back or define her. And as it is with the faithful, this faithful Syro-Phoenician woman, so it can be for us if we allow ourselves to be open, to be vulnerable, to have the faith to trust and to believe that we too are beloved sons and daughters of God, even if others seek to tell us otherwise. I love that. Great speech from President Teddy Roosevelt. It's sometimes called his, his man in the arena of speech. Has any of you, have any of you all heard that before? It's a great speech. Uh, in it, he says, he says this at one point. He says, it's, it's not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out how the doer of deeds could have done them better, He says, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, but who actually does strive to do the deeds, and who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Faith, I think, is about daring greatly. It's about, as Roosevelt said, being in the arena. It's about being open, being vulnerable with God in prayer and supplication and how we give our money, our time, our our very lives back to God. And it's about believing that we matter, that we have worth, that we belong. The Syrophoenician woman dared greatly when she approached Jesus on behalf of our daughter. She had faith she wanted Jesus to speak hope and peace and life into her sick child, and she triumphed. She changed him forever, just as she, too, was changed forever. I think we, we read this story. I think the lectionary writers include it in our three-year cycle because they mean for this faithful woman to serve as an icon for us, for you, for me, an image of of what it means to trust in the goodness and the mercy of our God, even if the odds seem to be against us. Be open to the truth that God isn't done with you. Be open to God who will meet you right where you are, and your life can be changed. As one of my favorite preachers, the Reverend Luis Leone, some of you maybe have heard of him before, you know, as one of my favorite preachers likes to say, you can, you can come to Jesus just as you are, but you'll never leave the same. May it be so in our lives. Amen.